Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Film Club Podcast, where every month we take an actor, director, genre, or topic, and we deep dive into it. And this month is Anime Month, and this week we're talking about... Well, I think you should drop it, because this is one of your favorite movies. It's not one of my favorite movies, but it's based off one of my favorite properties, and that's Case Closed, the time-bombed skyscraper. And it's also our last installment of Anime Month. Yes, it is is yes it is and we're gonna finish it off by doing the first case closed the movie and for those who don't know what case closed is it's also known as detective conan um in the rest of the world uh it's a anime series based off of a manga that follows the story of jimmy kudo teenage detective who gets shrunk down to a small child and solves mysteries and it's it's just wonderful and how many of these manga do you own Currently, I own 47. They're up to 80, so I'm, I'm a little bit behind. Are you sure? Because when you pulled out the manga the other day, I mean, it looked like over 100 books. I'm, uh, if, okay, if I collected all of my, like, manga together, I might have, like, 100 of them. But Just case, case closed. Just case closed is 47, because I have everything from one up until, like, I got out of high school or mm. something. So, yeah, uh, I, I was a, I am still a huge fan of uh, Case Closed. Also, I'm going to refer to it as Case Closed because I'm a... And not Detective Conan. Because I'm a dirty American that grew up with this on Adult Swim. But you love Conan the Barbarian so much, so I figure... It it helps me separate the two properties, you know? I figure this is a tie-in to how you got into the series because you love Conan so much. Well, well, Conan the Barbarian yes. came up much later in life. Oh, okay. Because no, no, I know that's another thing when we're out, you know, uh, book hunting. <laughs> that's something, you know, anytime I find a Conan, I gotta alert you. Well, well, here's the thing. I love the the Conan the Barbarian, like, novels. Mm-hmm. If anyone out there ever gets a chance to read them, they're really fun, they're goofy also like, adventure movies. They're like pocket novels, right? Yeah, well, um, okay, hello everybody. We're getting into tangents early today. So Conan the Barbarian, it was written by like Robert E. Howard. Mm-hmm. He was like this pulp fiction writer back in, you know, the 20s and 30s and stuff like that. And Conan the Barbarian, the novelettes were in like adventure magazine or pulp fiction magazines or like weird tales and stuff like that. So the novels are just a, co- a bunch of collections of short stories. Most of them aren't super long. He did write a couple of novels mm-hmm. in that world, but... They're just so fun. Like, I burned through those a bunch. And also, the Frank Frazetta art, like, those covers from, like, the 60s or 70s are, like, kino. Pure kino. It is through cinema. I, w- I would love to do the Conan the Barbarian movies. Like, those are, they're just great. So, be prepared. I'm sure someday we'll have a Conan month. One day. One day. But we're talking about Conan Edagawa, the, uh, pseudonym for Jimmy Kudo, the, uh, Teenage Detective Extraordinaire. So, tell everybody how you got into Case Closed. Yeah, um, that is, okay, this is the deep lore video of Dean, because I've been into Case Closed since I was, like, seven, I think, seven or eight, because mm-hmm. I was young wee lad, Borders was still open, the, the bookstore, Borders, yes. and I went in there to buy One Piece manga, because One Piece literally just debuted in America. Like, just happened on, like, Toonami or some shit. I was like, I like One Piece, so I'd pick up, like, One Piece books, but they weren't, like, a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, well, 
I don't know what the fuck these are, so just grab another one until the next One Piece comes out. Yeah. So I was like, well, case closed. That looks kind of neato. It's mysteries. I kind of like mysteries. So I picked it up. He's a kid. I'm a kid. He's a kid. I'm a kid. And I picked it up and I was like, these are awesome. They're like real, they're short story mysteries. And they're not like fuck you mysteries. Like a, a lot of them, almost all of them. When you figure out who the killer is, when, you know, uh, Conan reveals everything and does all the tricks and all that stuff, you can go back and when you read the story again, you're like, oh, it's so obvious. It's all here. Yeah. There's none of it is like hidden behind smoke and mirrors and like, fuck you. Here's evidence you never saw before and we're going to trick you. And no, no, it's all there, but it's so well written because once they explain it to you, it becomes so obvious. Mm -hmm. It's like, ah, of course. Sherlock, how you amaze me. Yes. And I fell in love with it. I love mysteries. And every time I went back to Borders, I would just pick them up until Borders closed its doors. And then I went to like... Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble, other comic book shops, stuff like that. But no one R- carried Case Closed for years. I also, want that to be known. Also, R.I.P. Borders. Because that was the spot back in the day. That was. It was like right at the mall by my house. But that's the thing. Case Closed was is like negative popularity in america like people have no idea what the fuck this is when i talk about it i mean i had no idea what it was and you've been telling me about this for as long as we've been dating it's just you know oh yeah i love case closed i was just like uh, okay okay i'm gonna hold you up right there because i remember when when i like two weeks ago or three weeks ago when i was like this is the movie we're gonna watch and you're like what is that i'm like do you not know i'm into this and you're like what are you talking about? And then I showed you the manga and you talked to my brother and Randy was like, that's, that's the deep shit. That's the stuff that that's from the deep childhood. But I mean, it's something that I'd never seen before. So it's not like I could say, Oh, you know, I have a vague idea of what case closes. It's like, yes, you've talked about it for years, but it's like, I had absolutely zero platform of understanding what the fuck it actually yeah, was. I mean, it'd be like me, you know, telling you, I love Pokemon. And it's like, if well, you didn't, what's that well, extent no, of that? No, but like if you had never, you know, heard of it, you'd be like, oh, okay. I don't know what, what it is, but, you know, <laughs> she likes it. And she's like, okay. And you really love Pokemon. I do. But po- Pokemon was like your pick last year for the franchise movie of the month. It was. And after seeing this and, you know, kind of learning more about Case Closed, Detective Conan, it's like, oh, okay, so we've got two franchises here with a very, very deep history. Yeah. Because I think they both came out at around the same time, right? Because this movie's from 97. Yeah, so Case Closed, the series premiered in, oh god, I want to say like 94? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, yeah. So the the original run is from 1994 all the way to, to today. It's still running. Yeah. Uh, they have released 101 volumes of the, of the manga. Uh, the animated series, I think it's the fourth longest running anime in japan wow. and i think it's still releasing episodes mm-hmm. I, I know you say wow but like what boo like you want to try and catch up on one piece we'll, we'll get to current in about three years it is ridiculous how long these things go but yeah it's it's a huge like franchise it's super popular in japan they the they have like 20 movies mm-hmm. i think and I mean, like, legit, like, 20 feature films yeah. in the canon. It's not, like, three episodes mushed together and they release it. No, like, three fully produced films. Uh, I think there's two live-action movies. And I don't watch anything that's not dubbed because I'm a fucking plebeian about this shit and I'm a purist. 
I mean, you do have a nice new TV, so if you did want to do dubbed, or I'm sorry, if you did want to do subbed, you could see the subtitles. I know, I know, but I, I started- You're not going to be as far away anymore where it's just like, what is that on the screen? It's off, Dean. The TV's not on. Oh, okay. I know, I know. I, but, but the thing is, I started watching this series with only the English, like, yeah. dub. I had no idea that it was from Japan. Was That's how young I was when mm-hmm. I started this. I was like, I just thought they were, like, cartoons that some weird studio did. I thought, I thought all of, like, anime was, like, a production company. was, like, a company. Oh, well, all mean, these anime... All you anime comes from an anime company. When I started, I was like six, seven, something like that. Yeah, I'm. I was fu- I was a fucking dumb kid. But no. yeah, I I love Case Closed. It's a major franchise. It's just one of these franchises that's always been super cult in America, and it never really took off like One Piece or Naruto or like Bleach or or Yu Yu Hakusho or Cowboy Bob Dragon, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. All all the anime that have kind of found a cultural niche yeah. that they've like hunt hung on to this has always been like if you know you know and if you don't then you don't really care because it's just it's just murder she wrote but with sci-fi stuff and no angela lansbury no actually did wait. she make a cameo in this not in this movie no but like in the the series or any of the movies there's a there's a lot okay it's, this is great everyone so if you ever get into the um, manga of Case Closed. In the back of every manga is, like, um, the author, Gosho Oyama, he's, like, a huge mystery fan, mm-hmm. so he'll do little bios and, like, like suggestions of, like, hey, if you like mysteries, here's some cool mystery stuff you can get into. The first one's, like, Sherlock Holmes, then it's, like, um, Augustus Lupin, yeah. or, like, you know, famous mystery detectives, Ellery Queen, and Angela Lansbury from, like, Murder, She Wrote. Like, she's in one of the volumes I own. That's and, awesome. And he should, and he suggests, like, hey, if you like mysteries, maybe you should watch this thing. She's in Murder, She Wrote. These are some episodes you'll like. Those Col- are good shows. Yeah, Columbo's in, like, the sixth or seventh oh, manga. Oh, God. If you guys don't know, Dean loves Columbo, I think, oh, more no, no, than no, no, anybody. No, 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 no. I don't love Columbo. My dad loves Columbo. My dad has seen... Are you sure? Oh, no. My dad has seen every single Columbo like three or four times he loves that stuff columbo monk because we talk about columbo a lot so i think you got some love in there it's just because i can do a pretty good peter falk you know one more thing because the key to a good peter falk is convincingly portraying a fake eye playing a real eye just you gotta squint one eye you know because columbo had a glass eye yeah but that besides the point (laughs) but yeah, um, if you really like mysteries, like, Case Closed is, like, great. It is S-tier mystery uh, writing. It is so much fun because it also knows it doesn't have to take itself super seriously. No. You know, there's there's a lot of mysteries. In, like, in this movie, we'll finally get around to this movie. Yeah. It's about, like, a, like a domestic terrorist blowing up. Um, buildings and all these architecture things and bridges. all these locations that are loaded with people. Loaded with people. He has no care for human life. He's literally blowing up these things. Domestic terrorist thing, and intertwined with this very serious subject, you know, murder, terrorism, all these other things. It's also filled with kind of a sitcom style humor mm-hmm. and like a romantic undertone to to um the relationship between Jimmy and Rachel and also Richard Moore plays like the the bumbling buffoon. Yeah. And it's that's the key to this. It's a great genre mashup. Mm-hmm. It's it's, you know, pretty serious like mystery fiction 
some like goofy sitcom comedy, some like really heartfelt, even even though it's a little sometimes like cringy romance mm. stuff going on. Yeah. But it's all like good fun. Like I I think that's like the wonderful thing about this series is there's um it works on a lot of different things at once. There's a lot of different things in there for everybody. So yeah. it's not like, oh, it's just some kids show. It's like, no, there's, you know, romantic elements to it. There's humorous elements to it. There's the mystery itself for people that love, you know, kind of crime dramas where it's mm-hmm. just, okay, you know, we have a domestic terrorist. Why is he picking the locations that he's picking? What's the motivation? What's the motive behind this behavior? Uh, will we ever find out who this person is or will he mm-hmm. continue to do this and just keep, you know, destroying the city? Yeah. I mean, in, in this movie in particular, because we um we both picked out who the the perpetrator was pretty early. Yeah. Um, I Wait, before I go, I go on, I'll give everybody the quick plot synopsis because I've, I've been accused of just uh, purposely trying to skip plot synopsis because they're pains in the asses. Who accused you of that? Uh, one of our listeners... Probably our only listener. Was who, it Greg? Uh, it was Matt. Oh, okay. I know. Oh, it's just Matt. It's I fine. know. It, it's fine, you know. <sighs> yeah, but um, the premise of the movie is Conan Edogawa, he's going through the mail that's mailed to his original self, you know, Jimmy Kudo. Mm-hmm. And he finds that, oh, he's been invited to this highfalutin architect in the city. And he's like, oh, well, I can't go, so I'll invite him. You know, uh, Richard Moore and his daughter Rachel, and also me, Conan, who's posing as like a relative to go with mm-hmm. them, right? Yeah. And they get there, and this architect, he has been like working into the city, and he's been building these beautiful buildings and doing all these wonderful things. And as the story goes on, suddenly all of his architectural um, achievements are being destroyed, bombed by a mysterious uh, domestic terrorist, blowing these up for. Uh, for it's seemingly no apparent reason other than to cause chaos. And as the mystery unravels and we slowly realize who the killer is, or I guess the uh, bomber is, mm-hmm. and why he's targeting all these things, and then it all gets wrapped up in a nice little bow when Conan picks out who the monster is after Richard Moore makes a total buffoon of himself by accusing literally everyone else in the room. Pretty much. Pretty much. And it ends with a race against time as the final bomb explodes in the skyscraper where Rachel is hiding or well, she's waiting for Jamie to show up for a date that he's never going to show up to. And, and that's why the final bomb is placed in that building so that Jimmy could also be killed with Rachel. Yes. And as this, the race against time, Jimmy has to deduce the sequence to cut the bomb's wires to defuse it. They're literally down to the wire trying to get this done. And it gets down and Rachel's in there trying to, following the orders of Jimmy because she trusts him so much. And then it finally gets down to the last two wires that the bomber smartly didn't put in on the blueprints. And now it's only up to fate to decide whether or not they live or die by cutting the wire. And because this is a franchise and this is the first out of 20, you can guess she... They, she guesses right. Yes. Otherwise, it'd be a really weird series if, like, every movie you know it was a different protagonist, or they just died in everyone, like Kenny from South Park. We get a new Conan, or you know, like Kenny, he refreshes and he's back for the next movie. <laughs> I okay. I gotta ask you this: Is I Kenny? Did was it like a thing where they just like press refresh and he just kind of like booted back into the world, or 
you're the bigger South pa- South Park fan than I am, so I think you would know that better than I would. Well, the in-universe explanation is that um, Kenny's parents are like uh, Cthulhu worshippers, and when Kenny dies, his mom just gives birth to him at the end of the night, and he just like um, gets grows up in bed overnight to be whatever. Poor Kenny's mom. I mean. Could you, could you imagine having give birth every day at least Jeez. at least once a week for like you know 20 years oh my god that is murder she's you could probably like throw a stone into her and you'd hear an echo not a stone a cannonball oh lord but um yeah so they solve the bomb they figure out the perpetrator and it's a very you know nice ending and it kind of ends with a little bit of like ooh cutesy romance cheese cuz it and, the, and yeah. you know oh Rachel, well, where's Jimmy? Oh, Conan. Oh, well, you know, he ran off again. He has another case he has to go follow. Yeah, he's always so busy. And I'm just like, what girlfriend would be like, are you kidding? We almost died in this building and then you just up and take off? Uh, Okay, so that's the thing. Technically, Rachel and Jimmy aren't actually boyfriend and girlfriend. Technically. They've been, like, best friends since they were, like, little, little kids. Okay. And they've, like, grown up together. And it's always, like, the... And the thing in the... in the Manga? Manga and in the anime and in, all, in the series is... It's not, like, a will they or won't they. It's a thing where you realize immediately that they are madly in love with each other. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy, being, you know, a world-famous teenage detective, is kind of one of those, I'm wrapped up in my in my own... In my work, and I don't work. notice anything else. Yeah, he's a little bit oblivious, and Rachel's also maybe not a little shy about it, but she's kind of a thing where, no, 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 no Jimmy. I need you to make the first move mm-hmm. here, because... That's how this works, kind yeah. of thing. And then as the and it's kind of a thing where as the series goes on, you just so want them to just get together, happy ending, all mm-hmm. this other stuff. And it's it's a very interesting thing where you know eventually it's gonna happen, but we're a hundred and one volumes in and it ain't happened yet. Maybe I'm still waiting. Maybe come two hundred, three hundred, we'll oh, finally get there. I think I wanna say Gosho Oyama has said the the final arc of Case Closed with Detective Conan will be Jimmy and Rachel um, finally getting together. I want to say that was a thing he's he's made mention of. Because he wants to end it, you know, with a happy ending, right? Or is that just something you dream about every night? Uh, every every single night. But yeah, so that that's the premise of the movie. Yeah. But back to what we were saying. We figured out who the, the perpetrator was pretty early yeah. like about 20 30 minutes in definitely yeah but the real intrigue was why exactly because you have this beautiful city and he's contributed so much to it why are you not only destroying your work destroying human lives yeah and and when he get he finally gives the explanation mm-hmm. when conan deduces why it happened and how it interconnects with um not only his previous cases but like the architecture and why and and kind of the um regrets of a of a young artist and it's a very interesting motivation because it's obviously the motivations of a crazy person yeah but you can you can kind of relate to it because it's somebody who looks at work others consider a masterpiece and you continually look at it as just being a flawed childish ambition and it haunts you as that is what i'll be remembered for but it is not even close to what the best i can do 
It I mean, is an th- embarrassment unto my legacy. I mean, that's a part of being an artist in general, because, I mean, you create something, and it's, you know, it's beautiful, people react to it, they love it, and the more you look at it, even before you present it, you're like, oh, wow, this actually came out really nice. And it's just the more you keep looking at it, you notice the little cracks in it, and it's just like, hmm. <sighs> I'm like... I'm seeing that. Is someone who else is going to, you know, see this, notice this piece of it, or is that just me? And it's just, you see that he's just really kind of, you know, falling into madness when it's just like, dude, take the win. You're creative. You're talented. You're you're rich, famous. You're rich. It's like, why do you need to hurt so many people because you're so miserable? Well, it... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name drop it. You know what I'm going to name drop? Another piece of art that the artist continually had to go back and tweak. The Star Wars. Because <sighs> you can see the parallel, right? Because this comes out in, like, 1997. Yeah. I believe the special editions of Star Wars came out about 97, 96, something like that. I think so. I think. So, like, I, I, I'm almost wondering if this is, like, a commentary about an artist's regret of his own art and him trying to change it to make it quote-unquote better. Because, uh, okay. Your thoughts on George Lucas tweaking Star Wars, Han shooting first, putting in the um, the CGI of all like the the animals and stuff. like that. I mean, that. Han did shoot first, but like what? Like once we get into like Phantom of the Phantom Menace. Oh, I'm talking about or uh, Attack of the Clones, uh, New Hope, Empire, Jedi. No. When he did all that stuff, what? Like when he enhanced like the lightsabers? They weren't like the. The original, like, pale blue, it was, like, you know, neon blue. He recolored a lot of it. Uh, when the Death Star blows up, it's a completely different CGI yeah. effect. And the whole thing where, you know, Han shooting first, and when he changed it, he made it so Guido shoot it first, mm-hmm. and Han shot second, because, oh, I don't want Han yeah. to be the bad guy, you know? I don't want him to be the dirty scoundrel. Yeah, I want I him mean, to be uh, a reactive blah, blah, blah. I haven't seen the, like, original stuff in a very long time. It's so, so hard to get a hold of. It is. So, you know, I'm used to the remastered stuff because whatever time in the 90s that that was done, early 90s, I was still kind of becoming a person. So I wasn't really yeah. too aware. It's like I grew up with Star Wars, but it's just... The point where you were yeah. forming real memories of Star Wars, the special edition was your Star Wars. Yeah, I... Because when you brought up, you know, the, the comparison of, you know, him, like, progressing and trying to change things up, I was thinking of, like, the prequels where we were getting a lot more green screen and less practical effects. And it's like, yes, you know, I get it in t- uh, technology, embrace it, but I think that's what made the originals so much better because they were handcrafted, they were real, you could actually see them, touch them. That- and that's what I think, you know, like with Case Closed, he's done that the architect has done that but it's it's not enough i've got to you know change it up and you know really wipe the slate clean and to do that i literally have to blow up the city because i can't get the approval that i was going to get from the corrupt mayor of the city yeah or the uh city councilman but yeah so i just think it's very interesting his motivation as a villain and the fact that we get the red herring with uh, Detective Santos? Santos, yeah. Santos. And it's just like, yeah, because right off the bat, I'm like, okay, this guy's the bad guy, you know? Yeah. Oh, oh you, you felt that red herring? Yeah, because, I mean, you start to see Detective Santos and, you know, he starts, you know, talking, oh, I love architecture. And he's kind of a little 
on the quiet side, reserved side, and it's like, he, hmm. he He's a little bit too knowledgeable about this guy's particular architecture to for it to be, like, a total coincidence. So it's like, you know, it would be genius, you know, you're a detective. Technically, you could work this case while also being the person that's being looked for. He's also never around when the exactly. bomber calls. He's always like, oh, he's excuse leaving me. the room. No. And and that's the thing. And that's why I really enjoy the dynamics in the film. Mm-hmm. Because um Richard Moore, who is the like the detective that um Conan kind of uses as a surrogate to yeah. like solve crimes because he can't solve them as Conan because he's a little kid. He's a little boy, yeah. Yeah, he uses his gadgets and, and uh wizardry, mm-hmm. quote unquote. To, like, knock out Richard Moore, and then he uses his bow tie to, like, talk as Richard Moore to give the evidence. That was something that I did really like about this movie, was the gadgets. Yes. Because I'm like, okay, you know, it feels kind of like Spy Kids a little bit, Mm -hmm. because they actually do have, like, junior detectives that are children that are learning, you know, and and it's like, they're smart, but they're not Jimmy. Yeah. It, the kids, um, the Junior Detective League of George, Mitch, Amy, didn't have to look that up. I know all these names, by the way. Wow. Yeah, George, Mitch, and Amy, they are the Junior Detective League, and it's like, they're smart kids. They can solve, like, capers and, you know, little, little crimes, but they are so innocent about it. Like, Jimmy is doing, or Jimmy slash Conan is doing all the legwork for real deductive reasoning. Well, that But they're all... very clever. They're clever, but they're also children where jimmy's in a child's body but he really has the brain of an 18 year old a 16 year old Uh, 16 17 that's how old um jimmy and rachel are in the series but he's like you know he doesn't have the brain of just a 16 year old he's like a seasoned detective Mm -hmm. a genius that is able to figure these things out and i like that we get glimpses into who jimmy was at the same time and it's not just conan yeah. It's not just a voice where we hear Jimmy, you know, talk on the phone to somebody. It's, you know, we get to see him in action. I, I wanted to ask you that because, again, you have zero background in this at Zero all. background, zero knowledge of this. And at the beginning of this movie, they do kind of like a, the movie's not going to start yet. It's Conan introducing the world where he's like, hi. I like I'm, that. You, that. That really helped. Yeah. I mean, it kind of felt like when you're, I mean, it is a show and a manga. But it feels like the beginning of a show where you're kind of getting a lay da- a layout of the land and the characters and what's happening. So I could see where it would be kind of like the show. I could see, you know, where there would be commercial breaks within this movie. But I really love the setup of, okay, I am this person and this is how I solve mysteries and I use... Um, These gadgets. I use my tranquilizer watch. I use my voice changing bow tie. I have my... Um, solar powered, like motorized skateboard, and I, like... I have my super shoes that let me kick things really hard. Weren't they like supersonic shoes or something? They had a name <laughs> to them, and I think that was my favorite gadget of his, apart from the bow tie. Yeah, because he was just like, yeah, I could super kick with these, and they also, you know, keep me from getting tired. And I'm like, bruh, I'm getting old. I need some of those shoes <laughs> where my feet aren't killing me. Well, well, that's the that's the thing about the um. The 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 mo- the show lore, the franchise lore, because mm-hmm. Jimmy Kudo, he is a not only a um, master detective, he's also a avid soccer fanatic, mm-hmm. right? He like plays soccer a lot because outside of America, soccer is the most important game in the world. It is, and he's like a really good soccer player. And the thing is, is Jimmy's not a expert martial artist, 
but he could nail somebody from, you know, 20 yards in the dome with just about anything he could kick. Yeah. So, but when Jimmy turned into Conan and lost the, you know, the body of like a 17 year old and got one of like an eight or nine year old, he lost all like the, the kicking power. So that's why he has the super shoe so he can kick like, you know, um, name famous soccer player for me. Ronaldo. Messi. There you go. Giroux. He can kick like Giroux. Okay. But, and and that's like the, the gimmick as to why it's like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I want a pair of those shoes. I think they make them. They don't make you kick like Beckham, but you know, you can find them. You can find the ones that they look cool and they light up and the twins or whatever the fuck. All right, all right. But yeah, I, I like that it, you know, take it back to Pokemon. When we were watching the movie for last year of the podcast, mm-hmm. that was something that you had said that you could see where the commercial breaks would be throughout yeah. the movie. And that's how... When we were, when I was watching the movie, I'm like, okay, you know, I could see where we would break for a commercial, and I was kind of like, well, I wouldn't mind watching the show. This is pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't really a lull in it. It's like the it just movie's fast. It's fast. It has a good pace to it. It. Uh, I'm gonna keep saying it's entertaining because it was. I I didn't feel like, oh man, this is so boring, and I I've got to get through like another half hour of this. I was like, no, I was like genuinely invested. I'm like okay, um, there's five bombs on the train tracks and there's multiple trains running. I'm like, how are they going to figure this out when they can't go be- beneath 60 miles per hour? Like, yeah, you're, you're watching the movie Speed with, like, Keanu. Yes, and I'm just like, okay, are the bombs on the trains? Is that why they can't go, you know, below, below 60? 60? Are they on the tracks? Is uh, it a thing where they're um, they're not even on either of those maybe it's the bomber has set up a thing in in somewhere in the city and this is all just a distraction on a you know in a tunnel it's like just trying to figure out where is it why is it put there and how are they going to diffuse this yeah and it's it's so interesting because that could have been the rest of the movie is them trying to figure out how they were going to save the people from the trains yeah that that is a whole movie again it's based that's just speed yeah but, because this movie is a tight 90. Yeah. It is also, it's a very tight 90. The pacing of the movie, again, like you said, no lulls, it just moves. This was so breezy for me to watch. Because, granted, I really love the franchise, but also, just watching it, I'm like, oh, okay, we're like, we're like getting into like the third or fourth, you know, the third bombing thing, and I checked the time, like, the movie's almost over? Yeah. I've really been sitting here for like over an hour, and I thought like, wait we're just getting through like we're just getting into like mid second act or whatever and it's not that long of a movie it's an hour 30 so Mm -hmm. it's not like you know oh it's two hours two and a half hours where it's like you know i I got a ways to go even if you say oh it moves really well it's still like a two and a half hour movie yeah you know it's very rare when you get like a three hour movie that's paced phenomenally where you don't feel the three hours nope just a breeze (sighs) very few very few but this one, that's kind of how it felt, where I was like, okay, like we're moving pretty fast. I had some buffering problems during my watch of the movie, so I had to get up and rebuffer uh, the internet a couple of times to mm. get it. But it was like the last 20-ish minutes of the movie, and I was kind of like, you know what? I'm going to power through because I don't want to have- wa- watch the majority and then come back in the morning and... Oh yeah, I, I remember, you know, this and that from last night. It's like, no, you, I, I want to finish. You got invested. I was invested. I'm like, I need to see how this ends. Yeah, and I, 
I think that's a real benefit of the movie. Don't let me... Okay. I'm going to just put it out there. This is not, you know, cinematic artistry. It is very much a franchise movie. It's a movie that uses the same elements of the TV show and just expands it into 90 minutes. It's not trying to, you know, be Citizen Kane. But in just raw entertainment value, it really, really is fun. Yeah. It's a fun watch. And it's not, you know, overly complicated where you'd be like, well, would a 16-year-old really be able to figure this out? It's just, you know, the the key pieces, and that's kind of a thing that he says he's very into, like, the, the, the little details. I have a keen eye for details, and one truth prevails. That is the tagline of the show. Yeah, so it's, like, uh, small things, like, where the architect is ready to blow up the house with uh, Conan and the rest of the police there. And Conan's already figured out, you know, oh, this is really not a lighter, it's a detonator. And he's like, how did you figure that out? Well, at the garden party, you were using, like, actual matches. You weren't using a lighter, so... that Why would you have a lighter in, in your study? Mm-hmm. It, and also, he couldn't find the, t- the bomber's, like, disguise, so he makeshifted his own disguise. So when the bomber saw it, he's like, how did you find it? I hid it in the study! And he's like, so that's where you did, because this... This wasn't your disguise, but now we know exactly where it is. He's like, I just put, you know, um, like the soot from coal on my glasses to make them look like sunglasses. I cut off... Um, like the, the plume on a helmet and got a mop and just, like, made it look good. Mm-hmm. And it it's that's the thing. The, the mystery of the film never feels like he's just pulling shit out of his ass. It's very much... Oh... Wait a minute. Yeah, we've never seen him use a lighter, and we see him smoking all the time. He only uses matches. That's like a reveal where mm-hmm. it's like, wait, watch back through the movie. Oh, yeah, no. Like, that's an obvious deductive leap you could make. Yeah, it's very clever. It's very smart. And it's like, I kind of like a show that, you know, where it's it's not too overly complicated, but it's like, yeah, I, I need to pay attention to every second of it because I could be picking up clues along the way versus... Oh man, I didn't see that before. Or, you know, I, I didn't think of, you know, that leaf. Or I didn't think of any, you know, that lamppost when when they showed it. <laughs> it's like, oh man, the only way who, the only person who could have solved this was Herschel Perot, the detective, because he, he's the only person he's who would Perot. make. He's Perot, and he's the main character of the fucking movie. That's why he can solve it. Like, no, like, this is like, you could solve these crimes. They're not very, like, out, like this one's not very out there. Like if you follow along, you'll figure it out because mm-hmm. then the it you know carries you along and it gives you the elements and you as the viewer can figure it out. We figured out who the bomber was. We were just trying to figure out motive. Yeah. And once the motive is revealed, it's like that's a little crazy, but it it makes total sense with what we saw. That's why the bomb didn't go off at a certain place. Mm-hmm. That's why there's like a proximity detonator so he doesn't destroy the artwork he really values, and it's. Okay, movie. Okay, movie's clever. You you get brownie points, but um, but yeah. So uh, I really like this movie. It was, it was a lot of fun. And you really like the franchise. Love the franchise. Love it. So we're coming towards the end of anime month. We are. So how do you feel about our selections of films that we chose for this month? I think we had a pretty good spread. Um. If you, as a, you know, um, casual anime person, wanted to get a pretty good scope, watching the movies we watched this month would probably give you a pretty decent 
clip into every into a lot of different facets. Because we had um, Howl's Moving Castle Week 1, mm-hmm. which was, you know, the Miyazaki, Disney, the, um, the acclaimed anime stuff. The stuff that's, like, really popular to just general audiences. Mm-hmm. Then we had Akira, which is kind of this really influential cult anime film that you see its influences everywhere. And it's, you know, you probably should just give it a watch based on that. And then we had, like, Paprika, which is, like, a more psychological thriller art house anime and then we had case closed time bomb skyscraper which is a franchise anime you know we could have picked like dragon ball z or you Hakusho or um jojo's bizarre adventure or we could have picked any franchise because mm-hmm. a lot of them just have movies it's just i picked case closed because i really like case closed and more people should watch the series please i want i want the english dub for episodes 300 to a thousand already there's a lot of episodes that are not dubbed in English. And yet. Yet. My dreams can come true. But, yeah, I think this is a really good spread. Um, how did how did you like our uh, trek through anime month? Was there any movies you had a little uh, 50-50 on? Um, I mean, for me, where I'm not really an avid anime watcher, I mean, uh, Studio Ghibli is, like, my, my everything now. Because it's just, it's... <laughs> It's so wholesome, but so deep at the same time. Mm. Um, so I could always use more Ghibli in my life. You know what? Needs more cowbell. Needs more cowbell. But um, yeah, I think it was a good spread. Akira wasn't up my alley, but I was still able to appreciate the film. Uh, kind of got me wanting to get into like Dragon Ball Z because I never really watched that growing up. So mm. I was like, okay, I could see myself watching some of these shows that so many people love. Yeah. Um, Paprika, that one was a really good movie. I mean, <laughs> coming off of Perfect Blue last year, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I have a feeling Satoshi Kon is another director that I'm really going to enjoy their work. And mm-hmm. while Paprika was confusing, it still made sense, and it was just fun seeing dreams kind of that just raw imagination, raw imagination, but seeing dreams take over reality. Mm-hmm. So that was a different con or a different concept, and I mean we saw it in Inception, but yeah, but you know, Paprika was more entertaining. It did it first. It did it first. Simpsons did it. They did, and then uh, yeah, ending on Case Closed. It was nice to end on something that you love so much, mm. and I enjoyed it. I and, am so happy you did. Yeah, it's like uh, like I said, it it's smart, it's witty, it's entertaining. Uh, just a hint of like cringy romance dialogue in there. Just a hint. Just, just just a splash. Just a smidge of it, but it's not you know overwhelming. It's really him focused on his work, and that's what I kind of like. That it it's cutesy the the romance. You know, you know. Oh, I like him, but I like her. But we got this, you know, weird sci fi thing going on where we can't be together. Yeah. So it's like okay, let's focus on the the mystery at hand. So, yeah, I, I think for um, people that have not watched anime or and want to get into it, I think this would probably be the best way to do it because you get a really good variety. Yeah, and you'll figure out what you what each of these kind of gives you. Like, Case Closed, um, Time Bomb Skyscraper, it's a really decent example of what a lot of these franchise anime films mm-hmm. are. They're pretty much just more consumable pieces of the tv show 
where it's like, okay, if I watched, if you watched this movie, you'll get a good sense of what the show is. Yeah. If you watch any of the movies, you get a good sense of, okay, this is what the show is. This is just the more digestible version of it. And if you like this, like the show goes in weird places in a lot of the, um, a lot of the show is a little bit more like adult. Like it's dealing with a lot more like gruesome murder stuff or like kidnappings or stuff like that. It's not just like, you know, oh, all of Tokyo is going to be destroyed if Detective Conan doesn't solve it. It's a a lot of it's a lot more personal, personal storyline. That and, you know, if you're into binging like I am, it's still going on since 94. (laughs) So you got plenty of seasons to watch. Oh, yeah. And it that's okay. And this is the best part about Case Closed. You can jump in literally anywhere. It's all very, 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 very episodic. Like, there's not, like, these long arcs that go on for, like, five seasons that pay off eventually. No. It's very self-contained um, mystery stories. You mm-hmm. can jump in anywhere. You can jump around all over the spectrum of the of the series. And you can get kind of anything. If, if you are interested, uh, two episodes that I would really recommend are Moonlight Sonata Murders, which is wonderful. And Footsteps of the Hero, which is also awesome. And it's great if you're a huge mystery nerd, because it's all about Sherlock Holmes. Which you are. I'm a huge mystery nerd, yes. Those are two episodes, you look them up, they're really great entry points into the series. They give you a really good roundup of, okay, this is what the series is. Those are some, those are two of my favorites. Okay. So, with this anime month, I'm gonna guess this was your favorite pick of the month? Um... I think Paprika might have been my favorite huh. movie. Okay. Um, Case Closed was just fun because I got my trip down memory lane. Yeah. But I think Paprika was was my favorite. Akira was probably more influential and more impressive to watch. Mm-hmm. Howl's Moving Castle was a little bit, I think it was a more um, heartwarming kind of experience. It's like, oh, this is so, this is so nice. You're oh, so cute. But like, I think Paprika was just the best film experience out of all of these. It was most creative. It was the most um transcendent of the medium. Mm-hmm. I think it had the most chew. Really out pushed of the, movie. the imagination. Really pushed the visuals, really pushed the imagination. And it, I think it really tried to engage with um, us as an audience. I think Paprika was the best. Um but I'm curious about you. What what was your favorite? I'm gonna ask you, what do you think was my favorite? I, I want to say Howl's Moving Castle because it's it's Miyazaki and Miyazaki has just a pipeline to your soul. He really does. He really does. Is it Howl's Moving Castle? It is, but it was tied with Paprika. And then I watched Case Closed. I'm like, this is really good too, but I'm sticking with Howl's Moving Castle. I don't know. There's just something about Miyazaki that it just gets me. But the story too, because you know, again, seeing clips of it does not give you what that movie actually is. Mm. And there's just so much depth in it, and there's so much history in it. And and, and it's a heart movie. It's a heart movie. I mean, I even saw a meme the other day. I'm going to have to post it on our Instagram of Hal's Moving Castle, where we see, you know, Hal and Sophie meet for the first time. And he's like, you know, darling, I've been looking, you know, so long for you. And you're thinking, oh, he's being polite, and he's saving her from the soldiers. And in the meme, it shows, you know, when she's falling through, like, the black hole and she's yelling, find me, find me. So it's, like, this whole thing of, well, he's known her this whole time and he's finally found her. And I'm like, what? Who's, like, my soul? Like, oh, my my God, he's been looking for her this whole time. She just had to go through her, uh, her, her journey, her journey to, you know, finally get to this point with him. So I was like, 
what? I think the I story think just expanded even more. I think that's a really interesting thing because it's like, like I I like the movies we picked. I picked like the head movie, you know, the movie that's like really cerebral and really like weird. And you pick the movie that's like the heart movie, the movie that's really like working like you know an emotional depth and like going with feeling. And it's like it's it's. It's very it's very telling as yeah. uh, as what we really preferred this month. Oh. I mean, I can't say anything more that you know about this movie because I love it so much. But all of these movies that we watched this month were were great, and I can't wait to watch them again. They weren't like like a one and done. Like okay, you know, I, I watched it for the podcast. Never gonna watch it again. It's like no, I can see myself watching Paprika. You know, one more one more go. Akira, I think we said is a movie that. You should, like, watching it a few times, like, that movie ages like a wine. You know, the first time might be a little sour, but you give it a little bit, come back to it, and it gets sweeter and well, sweeter. that, and there's just so much to the story. It's like, you know, we had said in the episode, I think we need to watch it over and over to keep picking up those pieces that we're just missing on, you know, first go, second go. Yeah, and, and that's also a thing where Akira, as a film, when you go into it, without context the movie gets really convoluted really quickly mm-hmm. and then and then as it gets explained it's one of those things where it's um eight, 80s or 90s sci-fi logic where we're explaining it but if guys guys this is some bullshit we wrote when we were high it doesn't really matter just wait for the dragon ball z fight at the end but that's again neither here nor there neither here nor there yeah but now that anime month has come to an end I think you should tease what's coming next week. Well, I mean, next week, we're getting into next month, boys. It's Rage Cage Month. We're going to be doing um, a bunch of Nicolas Cage movies for the month of June. Yes, I know. I'm hyped. Dean is, like, I through the roof. I fucking love a good Nick Cage movie. That Any guy, Nick Cage movie. Because they're all good. Well, he's yep. at least good in all of them. Because he is an actor, even if he is an absolute dog shit that man is giving a hundred and ten percent like all those movies like we have lined up it is him just just going hard in the paint like he is given to it and they're all so vastly different performances yeah we're we have five picks for next month and we really want to show the range of cage because he is just so talented versatile so Next week's pick is very near and dear to my heart, yes. and also important because Dean's never seen this Nick Cage movie ever. I've never seen it. I always thought it was a cringy romantic comedy that was like, he did it because Cher was in it. And if that wasn't a clue enough for you, we're watching Moonstruck next week, and I'm so, so pumped. I'm I'm a little excited, too, because... Everyone, because again, I thought Moonstruck was like, oh, it's just like this you know, romantic, romantic comedy, romantic comedy, and it's Cher and Nick Cage. I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird, but whatever. But everyone I bring it up to are like, no, that movie's amazing. The movie's I fantastic. It's like super fun and blah 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 blah. And Nick Cage is great, and I'm like, all right, all right, I'll um go in. I quote one of his highest. monologues all the time from that movie. Oh God, at least once a week. But I- I'm just saying, I'm going in. With some pretty high expectations. My socks are at half mass. They're ready to be knocked off by Moonstruck. Alright? I don't think you'll be disappointed. But until then, if you want to listen to us on a different platform than you currently are, you can find us on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
and YouTube. Yes, you can find us on our YouTube channel, The Film Vault. That is The Film Vault on YouTube, where you can find The Film Club Podcast, as well as The Film Odyssey Podcast. So, go, show up, like, comment, subscribe, do what you do. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at The Film Club Podcast, where we post memes, trivia, uh, our daily adventures, weekly adventures. Give us a follow. And with that, boo. We'll see you next week at the film club. Have a good week, everybody.